Masterminds, a massive welcome to Monday Market Update time. I've been looking forward to this all weekend because I've got some big themes to talk about with you. And I'm also going to share some positivity and also some opportunities that I see roaring right now. Now, I wanted to crack straight into this because I think it is just great. We've got differences of opinion between the team. We've got differences of opinion between uh, clients as well about where we sit, where we're going and just what's generally ahead. You know, you can be bullish, you can be bearish, you can be between. You know, it doesn't matter. We all have different strategies and think about the market differently. But I guess it's all how we position ourselves for any eventuality that comes. And my big thinking is here, I'm personally quite bullish um, this year in the shorter term, at least, uh, until we see the rate cuts. And I know that is rather counterintuitive. But if we look at history, every time the Federal Reserve has begun its rate cuts, we see a correction or a fallover in markets as that whole recession business is priced in, bad economic times is priced in. But markets, would you believe it or not, have always rallied into a recession. Uh, and also it's like the buy the room, sell the news. The anticipation of the event is uh, almost bigger than the actual event itself. So we have to keep that in mind. And right now, markets are pricing in that the recession is coming. And you can dive into all the, the different aspects, whether the Fed's going to achieve a soft landing, they're actually going to avoid a recession and all this. Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. What I'm looking at here is what the market is interpreting is going to happen and what the cycle analysis is telling us, because what we don't want to do is get stuck into a mental model of recency bias. And it's what I put it just in that newsletter just going last Thursday. It was a shorter piece, but I thought it was really relevant to where we will sit because we're so focused on or um, not traumatized, but affected by what happened in 2022. And it's exactly what bear markets do to investors that are heavily focused on one mode of investing. And for us, that's crypto. And we knew from you know last couple of years that Bitcoin crypto is now a macro asset class. It's heavily affected by what's happening in traditional finance. Now, when the cycles do proceed, we've seen previously crypto actually you know do its own thing and decouple through the halving and, and all that kind of jazz, but we just haven't seen that dynamic change. And macro has been the massive, massive driver. But now macro is starting to ease up, in my opinion. And, and as I just described, the, the rate cuts and all that, I think crypto is due for a bit of a up move simply because it has just been smashed over the head for so long. We've seen, uh, you know, maximum FUD, you know, Binance going down, supposedly, Huobi going down, you know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, mainstream media has been just piling, piling on. Whereas if we look at the broader cycle, we've seen actually a typical bear market cycle uh, within the realms of, you know, what's happening. But what we have seen is an atypical macro setup. So what's been different? inside the crypto sphere, nothing's different. Last bear market cycle, exchanges went down, people lost a lot of money, uh, big drawdowns. This drawdown isn't even as big as the last one either. But what has been different was outside of that, outside of the crypto bubble. It's been traditional markets, macro, all that. It's been atypical. Uh, but if you look back through traditional uh, traditional market cycles, this has happened before in the 70s, also in the 40s. So we can look... <clears throat> towards that and see maybe what plays out. But right now, I think crypto is in this Goldilocks zone where it's really anticipating this, this move into that recession. 
And we're going to see this relief rally because the bears really haven't done the job. They haven't finished off. If Bitcoin was going to go down to 12,000, 10,000, we need that catalyst. We need that grayscale Binance event to bring in those sellers because right now we need force sellers. If the price is going to drop through those heavy buy zones that you know, on exchange, all these buy levels are just stacked there as we roll down, actually rip through that point. We need a ton of Bitcoin hitting exchanges to be sold. And that's when the price really rips through. And those would be for sellers because we've seen the diamond hands. I think it's up to about 68%, 70% of Bitcoin held for 68% of all Bitcoin has been held for longer than a year, and that is not ticking down. So those long-term holders aren't moving. And I just wanted to highlight this Discord post because I thought it was really, really great by DJ Trader. Uh, some interesting visuals out there in Twitter, not trying to be bullish on Bitcoin, smiley face. And I think that's really interesting because the mindset that right now, again, the recency bias that we're in was so accustomed to being bearish on everything that the the idea that even <clears throat> this market could actually rally quite significantly, even in this environment, isn't really entering our idea. And it feels very uncomfortable to think that. That is exactly where we want to be. We want to feel that uncomfortableness. You know, it, when you, the best buys you'll ever make, especially through these, I've been through a few of these bear market cycles, they feel very, very uncomfortable. The best buyers you make uncomfortable. You don't really feel like you want to be putting money into the market at that point, unless you're waiting for you know super confirmation, you're hitting levels, but then you're reducing your overall gains. When it feels really comfortable, what you're doing, generally it's not the best time to be doing what you're doing. So just keep that in mind. And I love the contrarian arguments here that you know that we're going to be bearish for this whole year, whatnot. You know what, at some point, I'm actually expecting another significant drawdown, but we don't want to put the queue in the rack for 2023 and just think it's going to be exactly like 2022, because I suspect we're going to see a pretty significant rally this year in hard assets, gold, silver, they're already leading, Bitcoin significantly lagging. That gives me great confidence that we're going to see, you know, $30,000 Bitcoin again, relatively soon, whether it's I don't know whether it's in the next couple of months, but I definitely think within six months, we're going to see something uh, interesting. And then we will see maybe that unwind as the Fed begins to do that pivot. We'll see the markets get hit again. Whether Bitcoin goes below 20K again, I'm not sure. We'll just have to wait and see. But that's my hypothesis. I think we're going to see a pretty significant rally uh, just because markets, again, have been so heavily depressed for so long that spring highs, as soon as a bit of bullish momentum comes in, then, you know, look out. And these, these posts are just fantastic. I've seen them on Twitter as well, uh, where you're just seeing like the, the lows, you know, 86% drawdown, 84% drawdown, 77% drawdown. That's where we are. You've got FTX, you know, COVID-19, Bitfinex, Mt. Gox. So over these bear market cycles, the reason why you see so much of these calamities as we head towards the lows is because you, when the tide goes out, you really see who's swimming naked. And these big exchanges, when they run out of that liquidity and the, uh, you know, buyers everywhere, throwing money at everything, that that papers over a lot of cracks, but when that liquidity suddenly disappears, the scams really get exposed. Also, the exchanges that haven't been doing the right thing get exposed, and then they go under. So Bitfinex had a lot of trouble in that that area. They're still around. I can't quite remember what happened in that Bitfinex, so we have to look it up and have a look. You know, COVID nineteen. Uh, the first one was Mount Gox. That was the only exchange in the space that went under. Bitcoin still survived. Uh, that was just horrible. Um, FTX happened here and the 70% drawdown. Again, within the typical bear market low cycles of drawdowns, but again, atypical 
uh, macro, um, which is, again, that, that's the, the unknown above our head, but we have to fall back on to cycle analysis at some point because the halving is approaching 2024. And uh, every year prior to the halving, we have seen a Bitcoin crypto rally simply because the year before that was so uh, aggressively to the downside. So that gives me great hope that we're going to see some upside this year. And you just want to be prepared for it. Uh, imagine you're sitting on your hands thinking it's going to be exactly like 2022 and we're just going to see a sideways, uh, you know, boring year when you could make, you know, 300% gains on Bitcoin alone. You could make uh, a lot higher percentages on altcoins if we have the, the piggyback rally onto it. But you just want to be hyper attentive to what's going on, taking those profits when they present themselves and then repositioning before the halving. Um, let's have a look here. Yeah, bottom, 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 all-time high, all-time high. And this is a good one <clears throat> just to highlight the sentiment out there. You should stay out of Bitcoin now, much safer to buy near the all-time high. Everyone wants to buy Bitcoin crypto when we're just raging towards you know, the peak of the market cycles. And no one wants to buy when we're down towards the bottoms. Now, this is assuming that we are at the bottom. I think we're they're there, if not really, really close. Uh, you can just see no one really wants to buy. I, I bought in the COVID crash, you know, when it went down about 4,000 US, 3,000 US again, simply because I knew that it presented extreme value and I didn't care if it went down to 1,000 or even lower. I wanted to capture that in case it didn't arrive again. Uh, and it feels very, very uncomfortable unless you're very familiar with the market. Um, and then I just go into here, if you haven't read this guy, I know a few of you have, but that was just my quick take on we can, uh, with the recency bias, we can avoid thinking about and get sucked in to what happened previously and then forget about cycles and how they repeat uh, to a great degree. Uh, and I just highlighted here, everything's moving higher this morning. Metaverse and GameFi is very strong as well as AI. And that's going to be a big talking point that we're just going to go through uh, today. And I'm going to um, do a new share on my screen just here. Yeah, this was really, really good. This was talking just a great snapshot of Bitcoin and again, highlighting what we just spoke about and summarizing it. All these momentum indicators, they're all bottoming. They're all bottoming. That's the MACD on the, that looks like the monthly. Uh, this here, that could be the stock RSI. I think that's a normal RSI. And that could be the stochastic RSI with another indicator on there. Doesn't really matter. This is just showing you the extremes, the momentums. And you can just see the curvature curvature, curvature, the MACD as well. That's a lagging indicator. You can see the momentum trailing off. We can look at that on the monthly. But again, this is highly indicative of a bottom. We've been talking about on-chain uh, data a lot recently about how just for a very, very long time, it has been just, you know, showing that we are in a bottom, at least most of the metrics. Some of them are lagging a little bit, <clears throat> but for me, I'm getting very, very comfortable that we've seen the low. Okay, just going into the dollar, this, uh, the dollar, Bitcoin v the dollar, this is starting to look really, really nice to me. Now, this is the falling wedge we've been monitoring. It looks to me so far, Bitcoin has broken out of it. So it's falling over. If you we're looking at inverted like we were last week, it's fallen over. It's following that trajectory we were hoping it would follow. So following that nice little red line, we'll just zoom in. You can see very clearly this was in a wedge and it's trying to break out. Now, there's going to be some headwinds ahead. So 17,600, 17,500. You know, that's all going to come into play. But this is a pattern that looks quite nice that it's, again, playing out almost to a T. Now, again, the roadblock coming in will be that inflation rate year on year. But I saw the forecasts yesterday and they're all coming in significantly lower. So the consensus of the forecast of what um, the data is going to come in at 
the big institutions are all expecting this is going to be a significant fallback, which, again, takes the pressure off the Fed to really go hard on the rate. So it's like a, a falling, uh, sorry, the dominoes are starting to align quite nicely. Does not mean the Fed is just going to not raise rates. They may drop it down to 0.25 from 0.5, that sort of thinking. But the market has already got the idea. They've got the picture. They're looking at the bond market. The bond market is telling them the rate hiking cycle is over. Uh, if not, it's almost going to be over. The yield curve inversion, it's telling everyone they're heading into a recession. The Fed's going to have to stop. So for me, this is all pointing to a significant rally in Bitcoin this year. Now, I want to make perfectly clear as well, I am not calling for new all-time highs. I'm simply putting the data here that we could have a absolutely significant rally here, 52%, even higher uh, this year going into the Fed pivot. So just bear that in mind. If you're in Bitcoin, you're buying down here. I see extreme value in the short term, also in the longer term. The midterm is where we have to be careful uh, before this, this line here, which is the halving in 2024. This could get very, very choppy. And if we go back to 2000 and 19, just highlighting here, again, we're in this bear market low down here from this high. We had a 346% gain in 2019. So this is the year where we are now in the cycle play. We had that big rally up. And then we had, once we reached a, a point where it just was, you know, a bit too frothy for where we were, we had the sideways movement, the grinding, almost like a mini cycle within a cycle. So very similar type and then pull down. Then we had the COVID crash. But all this was sideways into the halving. So I fully expect something similar to, like that to happen, uh, you know, unless there's a big catalyst in Bitcoin that we go even higher. I'm just, I want to be a bit cautious on that. What I am signaling is I think, again, we're having a significant relief rally this year. Then we want to be a bit careful. And again, I'm going to just going to draw something like what I think might happen. And that's almost similar to what we saw in 2019. We're going to have a rally up maybe to these previous floor points, you know, 35,000 could get a bit frothy up there. You might want to take some profits and then sideways into the halving. Uh, so opts will get killed in this area, but then the halving happens and then we'll see what happens after it. So I'm not buying the, the doom and gloom. Again, I think markets will price a lot of this stuff in. Uh, we will have a correction when the Fed pivots and the recession does hit. Really depends on the severity of the recession. But again, markets have played this game before. Uh, they, they tend to know what's coming. And again, for me, this is very, very likely. Um, I guess we showed the monthly uh, and all that, but maybe let's just... Again, I, I want to go to the monthly and have a look at the MACD. Uh, and then we can maybe have a quick look at the hash ribbon because I, I haven't checked on that for a little while. Uh, because once the hash ribbon goes as well, then you know, you know that a lot of that sell pressure will be taken off the market because of the miners have you know been they've gone through their selling process. Yeah, so the MACD, these moving averages are starting to curl up. This is really, really great. Bitcoin's trying to break out of this falling wedge. Super, super nice. Uh, yeah, 25,000 does look like a magnet. Really want to see us back above that uh, 200. Uh, is that the 200? That's the 50 month moving average. Want to get back above that realized price level at around 19,800. Once we're back above that, I'm really confident we're not really going to see prices below that again. So that's that's where I get a little bit more excited. And then I start to get a lot more on my toes that we're going to see that you know melt up rally. But we have to be super conscious of taking those profits. Let's go back to the daily. I'm going to bring up the hash ribbon. Uh, but yeah, like I said, guys, things are, I, I'm, I feel like I'm a contrarian here and I like being in that position. I'm often the contrarian just because I've seen it uh, happen so often previously. And I just think we're in bare euphoria right now. I think that's exactly where we're at. 
And a rally is not what many expect, even in the crypto crowd, it's getting written off. So um, where are we? Hash ribbon, hash ribbon, there we go. All right, so it looks like we're getting into this phase of the, I don't know if we've had that middle phase yet. It does look like it's cooling off a tad. So this, again, this could be a shallow hash ribbon capitulation because it's the institutional ones um, that have money in reserve, they're selling slowly, they've done their due diligence and they're weathering the storm a bit better, 17,150. So mm, yeah, daily, daily candles just open. Looks like Bitcoin is trying to run a bit higher here, which is all nice. Um, Gamify as well, I better touch on that because that seems to be running. Um, was it Sand and Mana? I think watch these ones because they've had really, really strong moves off the bottom and I'm not sure why um, these happen. So 38% uh, Mana is up, so Decentraland. expect this one to have a little bit of a pullback, but maybe there's something in the offering here as well. So Sand, another really strong move off, off that low there, 40%. Uh, Solana fourteen dollars uh, back from under the the single digits. That's nice. Arfbox two percent. Some really good runners this morning. Um, I really do wonder what's going on. Um, whether there's new buyers coming in or whether just some shorts are getting squeezed. Bitcoin's moving up, so liquidity is beginning to move back in. Uh, there was a, a fantastic. Oh, where was it? Oh yeah, Maddox, an interesting one because that um, released. Uh, news came out just recently that Polygon is in a partnership now with MasterCard. So that's had a, a really nice move, 13% off the low there. That looks like it wants to continue. Very, very nice. This one here illustrates when I said before that the market has been depressed for a very long time. And we also look at the amount of stable coins just sitting out there ready to come back into the space. So if we're looking at market cap USDT dominance, so this is USDT tether, this is the crypto market cap as a whole. We have a look here at USDT dominance. So the stablecoin USDT has been just moving higher in terms of the overall market cap. And so stablecoins have been uh, being bought a heck of a lot over this last phase. And why would you not? A lot of people have been hedging out of the risk of cryptocurrency. You'd be moving into, of course, another crypto, but it's you know supposedly a stablecoin one-to-one with US dollars. When we see the money begin to move back in from stablecoins to crypto, obviously the prices of the crypto assets are going to move higher. So we're seeing here a bit of a topping out in USDT dominance. So the, the domination of USDT, if that starts moving back into the actual crypto market cap, when we know the price is going to move higher, it looks like here this is a, a reasonably strong um, bearish divergence for USDT. So these pegs are getting higher. Meanwhile, the RSI, so buying momentum of the stable coins going lower. I'm not sure whether, you know, you can chart that, but it nearly looks to me quite clearly like a rising wedge in dominance, and this is about to fall through. So money moving back into the market, and this would really power alts, including Bitcoin. So yeah, there is a bit of ammunition there to move higher. Uh, this was MasterCard is launching a Web3 focused incubator to help artists connect with fans through a new medium. The company shared uh, CES 2023 on Friday. So Matic is facilitating that through MasterCard. So that is why Matic is having a, a really good goal. But I wanted to end on this potential opportunity because we heard a lot about um, chat uh, CBT, this, the new chatbot that everyone is talking about. I've used it myself. It's um, pretty incredible technology. If you haven't heard about it, go to Twitter, search it, you know, do a Google search on it. But uh, it's essentially Siri or, um, uh, you know, one of those assistants that you can have on your phone or at home. But instead of just you asking a question, it will give you a, a fairly robotic answer. This essentially gives you a human uh, response and it can filter through 
almost every data point on the internet. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. And it, it can write out, let's say, as an example, can write out a workout regime based on your macro settings, so your own personal weight, your height, um, what you eat currently, your calorie intake. You can write literally a, an entire uh, meal plan and exercise plan for you, you know, in minutes, um, if not seconds. So very, very fascinating advances in AI. And there's this there's this trend developing. And unfortunately, I didn't put it in the, the trends newsletter. I focused on some other things, but I think this is really something we can pay attention to. Now, Crypto Tony, I don't know who he is. He's probably an influencer or, or whatnot. If you know of him and whatnot, yeah, sure. But I just, I'm pointing this out because it had this chart. He took a screenshot of the AI tokens. And uh, I think it's, AI and big data tokens. So if we, as we move towards Web3 and decentralizing data and all that jazz, AI could be the next big runner. And we're seeing here, you know, seven-day percentage increases, 45%, 3%, 17%, 11%, all that. Generally, what we see through new crypto cycles is previous niche tokens, you know, DeFi, um, NFTs, metaverse, things like that. When there's a new thing that develops, they have a tremendous run, even if there isn't a, an overriding fundamental foundation to it. It's because they're, they're encapsulating the new buzzword and they just run through this next cycle no matter what. And it's very silly if you don't look at them. And especially those with actual use cases, with actual uh, substance to them. Uh, look into AI, look into big data tokens, because right now the market's telling us that they're in high demand, or at least the speculation is really, really strong there. So we should, we could see that this being maybe the next driver of <clears throat> a bit of a, a mini bull run within a bull run uh, when these altcoins do move again. And um, yeah, it's pretty funny how those previous narratives, there's always a new one that comes along. We just don't know what that is. It could very well be AI. It feels right if it is, uh, but we're going to have to wait and see. Um, so. Guys, hope you have enjoyed this episode. I think the only other thing I maybe mentioned in part was the um, the lag that Bitcoin is having. And I think I wrote down here that Bitcoin is still lagging the incredible run that gold has had and silver has had. And I think FTX really short-circuited that. Uh, but I do expect it to catch up. So that's, that's just my feeling um, in the broader macro sense. Now that we're in this level, getting above 17,000, there is that scope to move higher to that 18,000. That's where I want to see it in the short term. So I don't get you know ridiculously excited. This is just going to go straight up, which just won't happen like that. But I wanted to paint the bullish picture for you because it is absolutely there on the cards just based on a lot of things I'm seeing. And of course, I could be wrong about this. This is just my thesis. This could fake everyone out and do that and come back down to, you know, 14,000, something like that, exactly like what it's done previously. But I want to get it through to everyone that one time, one day, it won't. One day it will not follow what's happened previously. And we're actually going to be at the bottom and it's it's moving high, but everyone's in disbelief and you just don't believe it. Um, <clears throat> so I think we just need to be prepared for any eventuality. Don't put the queue in the rack for 2023. Um, there's going to be opportunity there. So, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. But I just wanted to address a few themes, um, bring a bit more positivity. It's something I'm really focusing on this year because last year, you know, sucked. There was a lot of excitement for me because I love macro and just seeing how it all intertwines. But there was a lot of uncertainty, um, uh, even with macro analysis uh, and some of the best macro analysis uh, analysts in the world that I follow, even they were saying, well, this doesn't make sense. This normally happens when that happens. That doesn't make sense. What's going on? There's a, you know, there's a shift going on with the underlying financial system right now. 
as we move away from the petrodollar system and Russia's doing its thing just through the absolute spanner in the works. Uh, and <clears throat> so these dynamics will eventually realign. We're going to see the correlations move back to how they used to be. And it's just a matter of time of when that happens. So um, yeah, for me, it was an exciting year last year, but I know for a lot of crypto investors, it wasn't. It really, really sucked. And the the right idea was to just hedge, move out, go straight into stable coins. And unless you're short-term trading, there's not a lot of sense for you to be in the market um, <clears throat> unless you're aiming for that next cycle. So um, guys, yep, let's look forward to a, a really big week, um, big 2023, and uh, let's go get it. All right, guys, start. Bye.